I can't stop thinking about him. He's hot. He's the one I think about. Sorry, into him. I believe in love, love, love. It's the last week of The Bachelor. Bachelor finale! I wore a sparkly top today. So this week was exceptionally... It was lacking content, some would say. I think maybe because I knew who was going to win, not from any insider information, just from Sportsbet. So, <laughs> like, just spoiler alert, everyone, if you don't want to know who wins, don't look at Sportsbet ever because it's always right from day one. So just don't do that. All right, so spoiler alert, Holly won, uh, Jay came third and Brooke came second. We're going to do our usual thing. We love all the gals for JJ, my queen, you know, got to speak to her, got to speak to Holly, got to speak to Jimmy, got to speak to Brooke. <sighs> Okay, so it's they have these things called discovery dates and the girls have organised dates and, like, okay. So Holly's up first. We love Holly. She's, like, driving a boat. They make – literally all I've got is Holly's up first. They drive a boat. They make fish. This date is goals, but, like, bring me drama. That's literally all I've written. All right, second date is Jay. And then you know how much I love my queen for JJ. She's been through a lot. She's she's had a few rumours thrown at her, but I, I can't help but love her. I can't help it. I love her. I think she's fucking cool. So they recap all the drama that Vijay has gone through at the start of the date. But just a recap for all of you listening. There was a rumour that she didn't want kids that Steph started. And then there was a rumour that she wanted to come second that Tani started. And then her like best friend at hometowns had said that she dated someone famous and that she was worried that Jay was going to fall into the same trap as that. And then Jimmy's like, what other famous person could she have possibly dated? Turns out it was The Bachelor in New Zealand. We'll get to that in a moment. So I asked Jay just to talk me through the allegations and how she felt about all of them. Literally, I have no idea why it was a big deal. First of all, because I did tell him it was like seven years ago. So it was I, before, sorry. So it was before he was The Bachelor. Yeah. It so was how like, the fuck was, would that be you wanting to fu- What the fuck? I don't know. So he was The Bachelor actually five days. It was announced five days before I went into filming. So it was actually quite a funny coincidence. But also Jimmy knew that I dated him years and years ago. It was such a short-term and irrelevant relationship in my life. So yeah, I don't know why it was such a big deal to be honest. So Jay and Jimmy go kayaking in the harbour and then he's like, I've tried to make it work and I want to clear the air about all these things. And it's like, oh, either send her home or drop it, Jimmy. So then Jay's organised for the Sydney Symphony Orchestra to play some music for them. Now, Lam, would you enjoy that? Was it classical music? Mm. No, I'd find it weird if an orchestra came and played to me. I would love to watch an orchestra with an audience. You don't want the orchestra to be the audience. You want to be the audience. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes, yes. So, so she'd organise the symphony. And again, when I say she, very loosely, the producers did. But very, I would walk out. Someone was like, we're going to sit here and what? so awkward because you can't talk because it's rude. And then you're sitting there and you're like, oh, beautiful. I don't know this one. Like classical music, like beautiful like and talented, but fun to go, fun date to go. I mean, I'd rather go see a live podcast recording. It's a lot with Abby Chatfield when our tour happens. But anyway, so... Then Jimmy brings up, like, he can't, I can't get these thoughts off my mind. I can't, I can't handle the fact that she's dated someone famous in the past. Like, get a grip, Jimmy. James, get a fucking grip. And he's like, oh, this famous ex that Rochelle brought up last week, what's the deal? So I asked Jimmy, like, could she have said anything? Because he seems offered already. So let's hear James's answer. There was just a lot of unknowns with Jay, and I feel like she had a lot of opportunity at the very start to tell me these things, like, on and off camera. 
sitting around the campfire, we spoke about that one of the drinking games was, have you ever hooked up with the next bachelor? And she didn't drink. Like, it's not an issue, but she could have just said, hey, look, I just want to let you know something. It could seem a bit sus later on, so I'll tell you now. Final date is with Brookie and newsflash, shock horror, it doesn't involve coffee, which is so random, even though coffee is a huge part of her personality. <laughs> Bless her. This is actually really cute. Her date's my favourite one. They're at Guide Dog Headquarters because she's an OT. So she's like, we can't show what I do with humans, but we can do like a puppy training course. Really cute. And then Brooke says she's showing him her sexy side. So she puts raspberries in the champagne. <laughs> she's so cute. She's like, oh, at this stage, me just putting lip gloss. She's like, at this stage of the journey, I feel like it's time, you know, in a normal dating situation, you'd be getting like sexy with someone. I'm like, at this stage, you've had like four dates. Four dates you're waiting to get sexy. I'm sucking dick night one. What are you fucking talking about? I think we should do a petition. Maybe we should do a real petition. Not even kidding. Then it's up to us. I think we should do a petition to make The Bachelor Australia let them fuck. Because I mean, just fucking deconstruct white shit after, to- after hometowns for us. Okay? So in America, hometowns, obviously, like, there's still drama because it's the families. After that, it's like, okay, there's only three girls left. It's going to be all nice and nice. He obviously likes them all a lot. They also aren't hanging out in the mansion together. So it's like there's no drama. It's just like, oh, I heard that you you want kids in three years, not four years. What's up with that? And, like, bullshit conversations. In America, top three is when they get to fuck. So then they're all obsessed and then they also get, like, catty with each other. And, like, for example, on Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette, Luke P, this is all in America, Luke P got really possessive and, like, slut-shamed her for fucking one of the other guys. When um, Pilot Pete, wow, Pilot vibes, when Pilot Pete was The Bachelor, he fucked one of the girls and one of the other girls left because she was a Christian virgin who, like, there's fucking drama when it comes to the penetration. Let them fuck. I think I've cracked the code. Okay, so they're in the spa. She's showing him her sexy side, which includes raspberries and champagne. Cute. We shouldn't call involved penetration, but whatever. Not that I want to see it, but just like I wish they could fuck is what I'm saying. Sorry, Jimmy's like, look, your brother did say that you aren't independent enough to move to Sydney. Blah, 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 blah. The same story of her for fucking three weeks. What a shock. Yeah, Brooke says she's a bit, like, rattled. So I asked Brooke, do you think in hindsight you'd be able to cope or do you think that in reality, like, it actually would have been too hard for you? I think, like, I definitely would have put the effort in. Like, I feel like I was at a point where I was like, what's the South Yarra of Sydney? Like, I was just, like, (laughs) I was ready. Like, I was ready to put in this hard work into the relationship. Like, I'd fought so hard to the end and I was like, I just want to give this everything. Mm -hmm. But... That was fine in the moment and that's what I was ready to do. But I think now I'm kind of like watching back and reflecting and all that kind of thing. I'm like, it would have been really hard in lockdown. Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) like I've just, I've even had so many people say that to me. They're like, can you imagine doing this in lockdown Mm. at the moment? It'd be so tricky. Mm. So, yeah, I think just now thinking about it all, I'm kind of like it would have been so tough, so, so tough. And, like, I honestly think the universe looks after us and it was just not meant to be. Basically, in that conversation, Jimmy reassures Brooke. He's like, my schedule is that when I'm gone, I'm gone. When I'm there, I'm there. I'm like, for fuck's sake, Jimmy, I know your schedule better than you do. I could write Jimmy's fucking roster. Fucking five days off, one week home. Fucking going out at home at 11 p.m. Like, bitch, I fuck, I'm sick of it. Anyway, Rose from Red Time, Jay goes home. <laughs> so I asked her how she felt and whether or not, you know, she felt like it was just because of the rumours or if there was something else to the reason why she went home. So, yeah. 
I'm over it. Like it was hard. I cried when I left on the show when I watched it on Wednesday night. That was really sad and it brought a lot of the feelings back. But mm-hmm. I think I'm I think I'm over it now. It's been a while since we filmed. Finally. It's the fucking finale. All right. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie to everyone. I did get a bit triggered during this finale episode. I had a little cry, not about not about Matt, but just, like, in general. It was just a bit overwhelming to watch. So, like, some of these parts might be missing. But also, I was on the phone to people during it. So, it's partly bored, partly triggered. They're at Uluru. Jimmy's like, wow, what do I do? Like, I'm 50-50 split. Like, I'm so concerned. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like, we know you've already chosen. Like, we know you know who you're choosing. Also, if you hadn't chosen at that point, random and weird. So Jimmy's family's here and we love them. Remember Susan, the psychologist, his sister, I think her name was Tani, and then his dad, Noel. <laughs> nah, Noel. I fucking love Noel. Noel seems like the, he's the one. Remember how in the first episode he cried and he was like, mate, I'm so proud of you. Like, oh, so cute. When Noel sees Jimmy, he like gets a bit teared up and he kisses and she's just like, like he's like his baby it's so cute so we love Noel obsessed with him basically he tells the family that Brooke she isn't like anyone dated before and then Holly said I love you and the family are like oh like what the fuck like why would you say I love you that's a bit early and it's like yeah but you don't get the situation like it also has been three months of like only seeing that one person it's like also let her have her emotions and also turn out to be right so Hashtag Team Holly. Then he's like, okay, so I met Brooke's brother at Hometowns and, you know, he doesn't think that she's independent enough and that she would cope, you know, during this moving to Sydney, blah, blah, blah. I'm sick of talking about it. Anyway, Brooke rocks up and Jimmy's dad, Noel, is like, you are really beautiful. You are really beautiful. He's so – and not in, like, a creepy way, in, like, a in like a proud dad way to her. And, like, obviously, to make her feel comfortable. He's like, you're such a gorgeous girl to her when he first meets her. Love you, Noel. Noel fan club. Fucking Noel fan club. So she <laughs> – forgot about this. She says in front of Jimmy's family, she's like, yeah, so our last date, I wanted to show Jimmy my sexy side. Why have you said that, Brooke? I feel like Brooke just gets, like, nervous and, like, I do this as well, where she, like, say things she's like, fuck. Yeah, and the family's like, okay, didn't need to know that. And she's like, all right. Jimmy's mum, Susan, who we – iconic Susan, clinical psychologist Susan, she has a chat to Brooke and asks about what the brother said. I'm sick. Again, again, same conversation. Oh, I think I, I don't think I'd be okay. Oh, my God. Jimmy wants someone independent. Then Jimmy's mum, so Brooke leaves, and she's like, I think we're going to be really good friends. And Jimmy's mum's like, she's clingy. She's intense. She's too much. She's different to what I would expect for you, James. Like, all this shit. Not being mean, but she's like, nah, it's not right for you. It's not right. She's too much. She's too much. And then it's Holly's turn. Jimmy's sisters, sorry, sister and cousin are like, we're a bit hesitant about Holly because of what happened last time and when they came for the group date and the girls are saying something about Holly. I can't remember what, you know, why, irrelevant. And then, oh, my God, his dad is, oh, I said is his dad is so nice. What the fuck? I don't even remember what he said, but he's just so, like, nice. He's like one of those, like, dads that, like, you expect them to be an asshole, and they're just like the nicest, like softies. Like he's just such a pet. Like love him. Jimmy in front of everyone is like, yeah. Holly was thrown under the bus a bit, and she's handled it really well. And I'm really proud of like her. Love you, Jimmy. Well done. Proud of you for saying that. Matt did not the same for me. So Holly goes to chat with Jimmy's dad, and like iconic. That's all you want. And the chat's really cute. They're like really nice. His dad is like a feminist icon. He's like. 
she's like, you know, there are a lot of strong, successful, independent, smart women in this family and I'm so proud of Like he's just like and he's like, I, I can tell you're the same, basically. And he's like, you're also that. How would you feel coming into family? And I was like, yeah, I'd love it. And he's like, yes, you're just like them. Like He's like, I can tell. I know. It was really, really cute. I was like, getting a bit teary because it was really nice. And like, obviously, the producers are like, griller on something. Like, because he's just so nice. Like, he's like, ah. So, basically, Holly's like, oh, my mum and dad were together. They got divorced. Mum was a housewife from when I was born. So, then mum had nothing and had to, like, rebuild. And, like, it was her and her mum and she talked to her dad for ages. And I'm like, this is why we never become financially dependent on our partners. Just a reminder to everybody out there. Even if I – know, I know, like, it's different when you have kids. I mean, I, but I'm just like, just fucking be careful. Have money put away. Take money. <laughs> Have a separate account. Have an emergency account. Don't care if anyone comes to me. Take the money. Take half the money. All right. So Jimmy's dad's just really nice and iconic. And then he comes back, though, and Noel says, oh, I don't think Holly's the right girl for you, James. And then Susan is like, her face is like, shut the fuck up. Like She's like, disagree. She's like, I think Holly's independent. Brooke's too clingy. James needs someone who's independent, true. And Jimmy's dad, Noel, he's like, no, but Brooke's different to anything I've ever seen in the family before. Holly's very similar to ex-girlfriends. There's a reason why they haven't worked. I disagree with this whole notion, but I do think that Noel, he must have been forced because Noel wouldn't do that to us. Noel wouldn't think that way. Someone commented on my Instagram saying his parents are so controlling. I'm like, they're literally the opposite. They're like the nicest people. They're like, whatever makes you happy, James. Like... Your mum's a psychologist and your dad's like a a nice pilot man who said he loves successful, strong, smart women. Like, your parents are pretty fucking good. Anyway, so I asked Holly how she felt watching Jimmy's dad say, hmm, I think you should choose Brooke. I've had quite a few fam-bam chats with Noel and Susan um, via FaceTime since we finished filming. And Noel is a bloody dream. I think the conversation was actually really nice in person, but, you know, there's got to be that jeopardy aspect, I think. And Noel's doing a lot of grovelling, which I'm totally here for. <laughs> he he calls me princess. He loves he loves her. Yeah. Dad, dad is, he, everyone knows in the family that dad goes off on a tangent and at the end of the day, whatever mum says is gospel. Whatever dad says, everyone's like, okay, thanks dad, thanks Noel, yep, next. So Yeah, I got that vibe. Okay, cool. So now it's time for Brooke's final date. They're a hot air balloon, so nice. And again, like Australia is the best part of this episode, like fucking beautiful. I want to go to LaRue so badly. So yeah, they're in the hot air balloon and then Brooke's like, I feel like we're in a relationship and then they ask, they talk about this thing again about her being independent so i asked brooke like were you pissed at your brother for saying that at hometowns like jesus fucking christ babes it's become a whole storyline i feel like with my siblings like it's always been two against one and i'm always the one who was like arguing and defending myself and like you know they're always like trying to look after me and be like no this is best for you and i'm just like just like you could even say with my sister i was like shut up like yeah. you know we just we just have that type of bad so like i honestly I kind of expected it. I knew that they would be, like, very protective and mm. they'd just throw me under the bus here and there. But <laughs> I kind of liked it. Like, I was like, yeah. yes. Like, when my brother was like, you know, look, she probably would struggle. I was like, yeah. Okay, now Holly's date. They're flying over Uluru and it's fucking beautiful. And they go and have a bit of champagne looking at Uluru. <laughs> Jimmy. 
And Jimmy's parents accidentally show up because obviously they're filming this in like a tourist area. And Jimmy's parents are there like puppets, like, oh my God, hey. So fucking cute. They're like, no, like we swear. And and Jimmy and Holly are like, no, like this must be a setup. I'm like, and they're like, no, we swear to fucking go. We're just on our little our little romantic walk for like holding hands in their walk. Jimmy's parents, I fucking love it. It's so cute, so funny, and it's just like sweet. Jimmy and then they have they have their intimacy afterwards, and Jimmy brings up the fact that there's a lot of similarities between Holly and his exes and blah blah blah. So I asked Jimmy, like, do you really care? And if so, why are you weird? Okay, so just a quick question. When you were like to Holly, oh, my God, like, you're too similar to my exes. Like, <laughs> why? Okay, was that actually an issue? If it was, no, what's wrong with you? No. Why are you so no, demented? I mean, the, okay, look at her and, like, listen to her. <laughs> there, there is no, and I think the producers all picked up on this as well, there was absolutely no jeopardy for us and it couldn't be too much of a sure thing. So saying it, I actually felt, like, quite... <laughs> I felt like a real asshole. Yeah, and I was and, like, "Fuck you!" And and that was the only thing we had going that that was she was similar to people I've dated in the past. And but isn't yeah. that a good thing? I know exactly. <laughs> it's a good thing, but that's the only like that's the only jeopardy we can find. Otherwise, they're like, "You guys are too perfect together." All right, guys. Moment of truth. You, I've already told you at the side of the episode. <laughs> so. There are rocks everywhere. I'm a bit triggered from my experience. It's I fucking this was actually really hard for me to watch. I was like, I fucking don't want to see this. They bamboozled us three times. So in my season, you wouldn't know this time because why the fuck would you watch? No, no, I watched that clip. Oh, so at the end, you know how they put Chelsea out. For, they showed Chelsea coming out first, then me coming out second. So people thought that Chelsea was losing and I was winning. Cruel prank. They did the same thing, and I put Holly's first out of the car, and I knew Holly had won again because of sports bet. So I was like, hmm. This is weird. And I was like, maybe sports bet is wrong for the first time in history. Then I was like, no, 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 no. Like, there's no way they're wrong. So Holly, you, you see the yellow dress. She's in yellow, Brooks in purple. Yellow dress out of the car. Whoosh, whoosh. Oh, my God. She gets out. It's like the sad music. Then Holly's walking around the rocks. Brooke comes. Brooke comes out. Oh, my God. Brooke's coming second. Okay, cool. Then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, good one, guys. Done this before. <laughs> Then again, Holly is shown walking down. They show Holly's clip of her walking down to Jimmy. <laughs> Tricked. They show her talking to the producer, like, hey, three, two, one, go. They show her, like, bitch. <laughs> I was panicking. Then, not that I really care who won, but, like, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> and then finally, Brooke is walking down and she um, gets broken up with. Uh, tragic. Um, she's so sure like she talks to him and she's so sure that it's him and i'm like mm. <laughs> and he says i've been infatuated with you from the start blah, 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 blah. but when we spoke about the future it was very difficult for us you're perfect in every way and i'll never want to change you but we're different people so i asked brooke what the moment was that she realized that it was not going to happen and how she felt about that i think i just noticed in his manner as well like he was so cold towards me abby like i literally was standing there and i was like yay, this is amazing. Yeah, like I could tell he went straight into like autopilot mode mm. and he was just like this, this, that and shutting down on me but the lifestyles aren't going to work. And I literally was standing there like <sighs> and I just, yeah, felt it all go through my body. I was, I felt like my mind, like I had the biggest migraine mm. like come over me all of mm. a sudden. I was like, <sighs> mm. um, let's not have a panic attack on national television. Babe, uh, I almost pushed Matt off the rock. I was like, are you fucking serious? Can't we were fucking making out at 3am this morning? How are you getting bro- Like, are you joking? Exactly. 
exactly. I'm like, why the fuck were we kissing and you were lifting me in the air like literally yesterday and now we're like here and I bought like it was just so much and the emotional hangover started to sink in like I reckon like in that moment like Mm. I literally was like feeling all of these emotions and I got angry my way of getting angry is just bawling and bawling and then kind of getting defensive she also said why did he do it here so I asked her a bit about why that was significant for her I had a new minder called Kirsty, oh. and so actually, I remember going back and being like, "Can you go and take me to my sister's? She literally lives down the road." Oh, like I was, yeah, my Alice. sister lives in Alice Springs. That's why I was so upset that we were doing it in Alice Springs, the oh. breakup. Because I was like, "Why would you bring me here?" Yeah, because he knew it was a pretty important place to mm, me. It had a lot of meaning no. around it. So now you can't go. Well, you can go back, but fucking hell, whenever you go back. <gasps> Yeah. Brooke's really upset. I mean, obvi. She, she's. I'm actually quite proud of the way she handled it. She was like, well, you know, I want someone that will take risks for me. You're not the guy for me then. She's obviously upset, but I think she's, you know, that's the best way that you can handle it. She has a long conversation with him. And um, so I asked Brooke, do you wish that you went home earlier? No, like I'm glad I came back because... I just would have been like, what if, what if, what if? And it would have just killed me living with that. Like, Mm. I reckon it would just haunted me. So I needed to get those questions off my chest. And I also, I really loved, like, I loved him at Mm. the end. Like, I was like, I fought so hard for this right till the end. Like, Mm. we had the highs and lows between us. Yeah, I think I just kind of was like, I'm glad I came back but I kind of wish he put me out of my misery a little bit earlier. So Jimmy's crying when Brooke leaves and I asked him, because I, I often think that in finales, like, because Matt cried as well during mine and it's like it'd be so weird to go from crying about breaking up with someone to then, like, having to, like, not have, I guess getting to be, like, I love you to someone else, but it would be very, like, whiplash. Like, you'd be like, oh, I feel sick about this. And, like, so I asked Jimmy, like, what, what that was like, the emotional whiplash of that. Okay, how did it feel to, A, obviously know you had to break Brooke's heart, but also then an hour later be like, I'm ready for Holly? Because I always find it very, like, jarring. It, was it wasn't like, even an it hour. Was, it was like 15 minutes later. Um, so it was so brutal. Like they had Stephen, my producer there, he was just like a, a big brother for me and he gave me a hug and, you know, he was he was crying as well. It was, it was, it was really brutal. But, you know, you, you're like, you're so upset. And then, but I'm about to start this amazing, like, journey with her. So I was, journey. I was like... Journey, oh, connection, journey. our connection will well continue seasoned. to grow. Yeah, and so the process. No, but it was just it, it's it's it is really rough, but also it's it's also really exciting that that like we get to start our life. So yeah, it was pretty brutal. So you know, then they showed Brooke having a full on breakdown in the car, and I asked Brooke how's she coping now? What happened back at the hotel? What's going on? You know, has she been dating? How does she feel now? Honestly, I think I I said this to like Simon the psych. I was like. I honestly feel like I'm going to be single forever after this show. <laughs> I literally, this is ex- like, I, this is what I'm working through at the moment. I'm like, I feel like watching it back. I'm like, like I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I mean, I had so many moments where I was like, oh, Brooke. And then like, I loved it. And then I hated it. And it was just a big roller coaster. Like best three months of my life yeah. living it. But watching it back was so different and such a different experience. And I've just, and you're probably the same, but I've never had so many people comment on like just 
the way I act in a relationship and mm. how I flirt. And then I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. I turned the TV off at this point. <laughs> Literally, like, fully off. Like, I didn't even, like, pause it. I was just like, see ya. I just couldn't watch the – it would just remind me too much of the Chelsea thing. It really triggers me. Not that Chelsea triggers me, but, like, just the finale, like, seeing the final speech. I knew Holly had won. Love them. Happy for them. I was just like, oh, this thing is way too triggering. And also, what is he going to say? Oh, for the moment I met you, I loved you, da 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 And then he's a ring that – it is a sponsored ring. Da, 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 da. Anyway, I found out that Holly and Jimmy were going to have a drink after all this done stuff is done. So can you find new besties? And yeah, we love them. You know what? That season actually, what it, it didn't get as much credit as it deserved. There was a lot of drama in the middle there for a while. Anyway, um, I'm so excited for Bachelorette. I can't wait to see how the bisexual thing's going to go. I'm so excited to have Aboriginal representation on the show and it's going to be so good. We love Jimmy. We love Holly. So happy for them. Sending them all my love and hopefully I'll see them on a rooftop in Bondi sometime over the summer if we're out of fucking lockdown. All right, guys. Bye. Love you. It's a lot, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it?